Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Today, a very special show, and I welcome Shalom and welcome to Rabbi Shlomo Katz. Rabbi Shlomo, Shalom. Good morning. Good morning, Ishai. Good morning, friends. Great to be with you, and we are here at beautiful Shirat David Synagogue, your synagogue, your Beit Knesset, really, uh, here in beautiful Efrat, overlooking... Uh, Beit Lechem, Yehuda, and, and if you go up the hill a little bit, you could see already to Jerusalem and down to the Hebron Hills. Very special place. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, Such a great, great honor to be here with you t- this morning and whenever we get to be together here. Right, and, and uh, today we have a special show coming out of Shirat David, and uh, of course everybody here at uh, the Land of Israel Network knows you from your other show, which is The Soul of Israel, right. and sometimes you're also with Ari and Jeremy, and today I have the pleasure... Now, you, nobody can replace Rabbi Mike Foyer, mm. and what I, what I found out from talking with you before the show is that you actually went to yeshiva with him. Right here in Efrat. Probably, the year was probably, we were together, he'll correct me if I'm wrong, 2004, 2005, but we studied here in a very special yeshiva, which was under the leadership of Rabbi Chaim Bravinder and Rabbi Shlomo Riskin. We had, and like you said it, you said it really nice, it was an all-star team. We really had a great, great chevra. Well, I know that you had you, my, Mike Foyer yourself, and I, my uh, brother-in-law. Yeah, he was one of my chevrusas. Oh, my gosh. Rabbi Daniel Vinnick. Rabbi Avram Daniel Pesach Vinnick. AP, that's right. <laughs> okay, and he's married to my sister, so that's awesome. And today's also a special show because it's dedicated to the memory of a good friend of ours, uh, Leah Goldman, uh, who passed away a few years ago, a good friend of mine from high school. We were friends in high school. You were friends with Lisa or Leah? Yeah, she was Lisa at the <laughs> right. time. That's right. She was Lisa, and she had a nose ring, and she was really cool. <laughs> and uh, and um, I, I remember my sister Rachel, who was like a little kid, just loved like Lisa, Lisa Height. That's what she was called, Lisa Height. And she had a nose ring, and she was so cool. Uh, later on, my sister Rachel got a nose ring also. Uh, and and uh, she passed away a few years ago. She was, of course, married to a good friend, Shmuel. Uh, they had, they they had, they still have uh, some some wonderful, wonderful children together, uh, and uh, just now on the fifth of Av, Hey Av, which is the yurt site of the Arizal, was also her yurt site, and she went a little bit. Uh, it was it was a real heartbreaker. She was a person who was full of life, full of life. Uh, and you and I both had small parts. Also, you you did a concert up there. Uh, in the Golan Heights where, where Leah Goldman was living right. Uh, right before her death. Tell me a little bit about that. It was a night that's edged in my heart forever, a few months before she passed away. Um, well, I'll, I'll go back a little bit before that. I had a Kesha with them. I just didn't realize it. They came, uh, when I first started doing music here in Israel, I was just getting into Neil Young. But when I went, got into Neil Young, I went all the way into Neil Young. And for some reason, one of my first big shows here was a Neil Young tribute concert, which they, had, they, they, they came to, uh, Shmuel and Leah, they were, they were there. And that's how the connection began through music. I mean, the schut of Neil Young actually <laughs> brought us together. And um, another mutual friend of ours, a member of this community, Itamar Rosen, who was a childhood friend of Leah, they grew up together as kids, I believe, or a certain age, from a young age, uh, had this idea, and he spoke to the family, and we went up on a stormy night, me, Itamar, and Yossi Sassen, another friend of ours in the community. We drove to the Golan. We had dinner at the, at the Goldman's home. Leah was already very, very sick. Um, it was very difficult to see. I mean, just a mother 
with all these little kids around her. A very vibrant, lively, strong person, kind of reduced a little bit like a little bit like the Lubavitcher Rebbe, mm. who kind of shrank. She shrunk, yeah. yeah. But Shmuel, her husband, he's he's a warrior. He's my he's just when I think of that person, I think of warrior, warrior, chayal, a soft warrior, and uh, he was leading the show. He was leading the night really strong. And then we went to another neighbor's of theirs house, and we did a whole evening for her. You know, Torahs, nigunim, songs to the heart, and we for hours. And she was right there in that living room, looking right in front of me. Every song it was just very, very real, very meaningful. And uh, Netzach, it was eternal. It was one night, but it it never stopped. That's what I feel. Amazing. For me, uh, just the opportunity to be one of the people who did a hesped for her at the funeral. Uh, for you know, I've I've gotten a chance to do all kinds of cool things in life. But to to eulogize a good friend uh, and just to, to to do a public goodbye to a friend. I was actually at a funeral where you spoke one time of a famous rabbi teacher. Oh, rabbi Shalom brought right. that one? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was there on the Mount of Olives right next to my house where I lived there. That's right, that's right. You lived there. So, but but to, to say goodbye to a friend publicly and to give a friend honor and, and say goodbye was just one of the highlights. If I, if I to, could name a few of my favorite speaking gigs that I ever did in my life. Wow. To, I just went, I got the call to, to, to speak at that funeral. And I remember just one thing that I said. I was like, I, I looked at the body, right, at the, uh, you, you know, the shrouded body that's covered in front of you when, when you speak at a, at a Jewish uh, funeral. And I just said, Leah, this is so not like you. This is just so Lamatim for you. This is not who you are at all. In any case, we're going to continue her legacy of uh, loving the land, inspiring people, bringing people to the land of Israel. Uh, as uh, Shmuel Goldman continues to do also, bringing people to the Golan. We're going to bring people up uh, through Torah and uh, to the land of Israel on the show today. Amen. Amen. Okay, so the Torah portion is Ve'et Hanan. This is a very pregnant Torah portion. Um, and it's the second Torah portion of this book of Dvarim, which is, which is all about a long soliloquy, a speech by Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, it's an intense speech. And I, I always have a problem in these weeks, okay? Because I always tell people it's very hard to say a Dvar Torah. Why is it hard to say a Dvar Torah? Because a Dvar Torah is being said. If you want me to get up and make a, give a Dvar Torah, I'll just read to you <laughs> from what Moshe Rabbeinu is <laughs> saying to you. Yeah. It's like, I just uh, just read the book just because he's talking to you. And in fact, this Torah portion, if, I, if this wasn't the Torah and it wasn't ultimate truth written in God's hand, I would say it's even a tad, God forgive me, rambling. And I don't mean a ramble like like disjointed. I mean it's the kind of thing that's not written in a textual format, but you hear it. If I read it to you, you'd be like, "Whoa!" Correct. Okay, so it's, so it's, so you, it's a verbal as opposed to a visual type of uh, uh, type of Torah portion. And there's a lot of things that are kind of smashed together. But we're gonna we we can't go through the whole Torah portion. We're gonna we're gonna hit it um, aliyah by aliyah. Is that okay with you, Rabbi yeah, Shlomo? Let's go for it. Okay. There's also a few pieces. Probably this Torah portion probably has the most liturgical bits. Mm. Maybe, maybe it's it's certainly one of the Torah portions that has just a ton of liturgical bits that that we pray uh, in in our uh, in our Jewish 
yearly cycle. We're going to ask you to sing some of those bits. Gladly. Okay. So again, it's Ve'et Hanan. Also, there's another thing about this Torah portion. It usually falls out right after Tisha B'Av. Always. Every right. single Shabbos. Every, every single, single year. year. Every time. Right. Yeah. And this Shabbat is on Friday. It's going Thursday night, Friday is Tu B'Av, the holiday of Jewish love. <laughs> do, you, do you like that the designation? The is that fair? Jewish love. You, you feel okay it with that? It sounds so not orthodox. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's the most orthodox holiday. Absolutely. Jewish love. You yeah. know, one time I heard a great speaker, Rabbi Benzion Klatsko. Yeah, he's great. Great talker. Great. And I was with him in San Francisco, uh, in Oakland, actually, and he was speaking at this Russian FSU, Limud FSU, mm-hmm. Limud former Soviet Union. Great gig. That's another great gig. And he gave a talk. He says like this. He goes, what is the holiest land on the earth? He's, and everybody's like, Israel. He's like, yes. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's the holiest city? He's like, Jerusalem. Right. Uh, what's the holiest place? The Western Wall. Wrong. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Temple Mount. Okay. What's the holiest place? Holy of Holies. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. And and he goes, if I drew if I drew an arrow through the very heart of the Holy of Holies, through the center of the Holy of Holies, you know what I would get to? I would draw a, a line right between the two cherubs of that are atop of the uh Ark of the Covenant, right? And what are those two cherubs? They're in an embrace. They're in love. He goes, what's the center of the Jewish world? Love. Mm, Good wow. one, right? I'm Good one. taking that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. taking that one. Yeah, copy, sure. It's copywritten. And, and then he just, that's, wow, that's he just was, like, was like the heart. You guys think that orthodoxy is about like, div, you know, scaring you in laws. And he's like, and he's speaking to like a secular audience. He's like, the heart of the Jewish world is love. It's an embrace. Wow, that's wonderful. So that's that's too bad, right? That's too bad. Uh, you know, my, our third daughter. We have four daughters. My third daughter's name is Ahavat Mima. Uh, we have a lot of cool names, but Ahavat Mima, pure love, simple love. Love happens to be this thing that, for some reason, like you were just bringing up right now, I don't know why. It's almost like we don't really talk about that one. I don't know why it's like that, but we don't talk about that one. We like, don't talk about love. We should. Right. It should be the focus. It should be Neil like, Young talked about love. <laughs> You're bringing him up now again. <laughs> For some reason, like if that's not part of the conversation, do we really think we could transmit Masora tradition? How could it be? Our mission is the, the, the rabbis explained to us the happiest, the greatest. Uh, what was the lashon of the language? Uh, right. The happiest days of the year were Tubav and Yom Kippur. Yom, but Yom Kippur is really like Tubav. It's also love. As I love you so much on that level of closeness, I need to be close to you. Tubav is a very underrated holiday. I never celebrated it growing up. I didn't even know it was on. I don't think I knew it was on the calendar even. It's Did one of those know? days that 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 in America you don't, yeah. you, don't you don't hear I, about. I guess because you're in camp or I don't know. You're <laughs> you're not really. Well, you heard about you heard about a related holiday, which is Shabbos Nachmu. Right, Shabbos Nachmu. <laughs> right, exactly. But you don't hear about Tubav. Right. The 15th day of the Av is the day that the Sihara Bishlemuta, the, 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 the moon is, the light is in its full peak right. during the month of uh, where there was such darkness. So it's a day of showing us that God is saying to us, look, I had to spank you earlier in this month. I had to give it to you very hard. You had to go through something, a, a destruction again to figure out whatever it is you had to figure out there. But please know that the whole time I was holding you up. And now... We're ready for the love. It's like that hug that we get after couples make up after a fight. We know that that hug is so much more deeper than what it was if you just, you know, have things where you're just getting along 
it's that makeup hug, and it has it's filled with mystical mystical uh, secrets. Rabbi Ginsburg has a yam, a sea of teachings on Tuba'av. But for now, I would just say that um, I would say that Tuba'av is the real, real beginning of Elul. It's not just like this date on the calendar. It's Elul is Anina Dodiva Dodili, starting the year off, well, ending the year off with I'm charging towards my beloved, but I'm not going to be charging, I'm not going to be going towards my beloved unless I'm not saying that there's love there to go towards. So Tubav is the state that was established for us to bring back the love that was buried over the years somehow. And at Bezrat Hashem, this is the beginning towards Elul, towards Tishrei. Right, as I, I say every year to people, to hit Rosh Hashanah right, you got to hit Elul right. Until Elul right, you cannot start on the first day of Elul, and certainly not on the tenth day of Elul. You got to already be prepared for Elul Very before good. Elul, so and then and then and then you could do the approach and landing uh, or takeoff, whatever it is. No, it's true. Everyone says kolat chalot kashot, all beginnings hard. Not necessarily. If you have a good intro, <laughs> if you have a good hakdama, right. not all beginnings have to be so hard. And you're speaking also as a musician, right? You got to do a little warm-up act. Oh boy! If I just show up on stage and I don't, you know, do the gargling, whatever right. it is, it doesn't have to be that hard. And also, the band that comes before you warms up the crowd, right? <laughs> they warm up the That's crowd. They come up on time, yeah. Uh, okay, let's get to the uh, to Rishon here uh, of the Torah portion, and basically, uh, God says to Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, excuse me. In this case, the opposite. Right, Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to God. And he says, Hashem, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hands. Actually, sorry. It's really Moshe talking to the people, right. telling him what he told God. Right. This is, this is what happened. It's very interesting. Yeah. Right. He's letting us in. Uh, and basically, he says, let me cross into this. What does the word ve'echran means? It kind of means I begged. I begged God, let me into the land of Israel. Let me into the land of Israel. And God here is going to start with like, No. <laughs> No, and, and in fact, he kind of says, stop bothering me. Don't bug me. You're pushing it, okay? And, and, and I, think, I think Moses is laying the guilt trip on the people. It's like, you're going in the land. I'm not going in the land. The reason I'm not going in the land is because of you. <laughs> I've been dragging you around, and, and guess what? You know, you, 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 you made me a little bit bitter. I'm part of that, that other generation, and I'm not really supposed to go into the land. Happens to be that I work in Hebron, so that's not a big, like for us, it's not a big deal because we know that according to the Kabbalah, Moshe does make it into the land of Israel. That's a separate sukkah. Separate sukkah. And, and what we have talked about in this show. Oh, by the way, Tuba'av also, uh, when Malk and I got married in Hebron, in Maratha Machpelah, wow. so I'm excited about that. But in any case, he, and so he gives them a little guilt trip and he says to them, Okay, now that I've given you the guilt trip, I gave you in the last Torah portion the whole kind of story about how we got here. Now I'm going to start laying down to you, basically, and we're going to see this over and over in the Torah portion, what does God want from you? What does God really want from you? And he says, don't, um, uh, don't add to the word that I command you, nor you should subtract from it. This is a halacha category, actually, right? Baltosif. Baltosif, yeah. you're not allowed to, like... Uh, uh, you know, put on a fifth. You really feel holy. You want to put on a fifth uh, tassel tzitzit. Right, sorry, can't do that. Out. Right, that's not Judaism. Nahan. Stick with me. Nahan. I think that, that that's a all that, what he starts to do over here is he starts to telling starts telling Bnei Israel, this is what you do. But I think that the 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 teaching of what you're supposed to do even starts with him describing what you brought up in the beginning. That he's telling them that God said no to his prayer. So what is he really telling them in the pnimiut of things? So I got two g- great gems for this. One I think you'll really, really dig. And one, one's, one's a little bit different. But 
How many prayers did Moshe Rabbeinu pray to go into Eretz Yisrael? 515. How do we know that? Gimatria. Gimatria. The word Vayet Chanan is 515. Rashi brings it down right then. So there was a great rabbi, the Chatam Sofer, and he used to calculate exactly how, you know, how many, if we know it's 515, then let's figure something out. When did Moses, when did Moshe Rabbeinu start praying to go into the land of Israel? The day he found out he wasn't going to go into the land of Israel. What day was that? The day his sister died. When does his sister die? When does Miriam die? So I forget, it's either Rosh Chodesh Nisan or the 10th of Nisan. Whatever day it is, it's relevant for right now. So he says like this, let's count 515 prayers. Three a day, four on Shabbat, four on Rosh Chodesh, four on uh, Yom Tov. So the 515th prayer comes out, Mincha of Yom Kippur. Wow. Which means, God says to him, Rav Lach Al Tosef, meaning, don't, don't do one more because the next one is Neila, when I can't say no to anybody. Wow. <laughs> That's just very, very sweet, very cute. I always felt, uh, you know, I always say, look, you know, Jews, I don't know. No one ever told us, Rav Lach Al Tosef, don't stop davening to come into Eretz Yisrael. Right. No one told us stop davening for it. Moshe Rabbeinu, that's his way, his own deal with any. Anyway, that's one, the cute one I like. The other one is like, why is Moshe Rabbeinu telling us about the fact that God didn't listen to his prayers? Isn't his whole thing about being a teacher instilling within us the nechishut, the determination to believe in our prayers? And here he's showing us that it didn't work. Right. So I think he's saying something much deeper to Am Yisrael. I think he's saying to us, and I'm sure you and I and all our friends that are listening can relate to this. Sometimes yeah, God doesn't always answer the prayers the way we l- would have hoped and would have thought and expected them to be answered. However, prayer is not just about being answered. We know that as well. There's something that has to happen to a person when they, get, when they become a prayer. Sometimes when I think I'm about to pray for something, but then I really get into the notion of feeling the dvekut. How would you say dvekut in English? Cleaving to God. Cleaving. When that happens to me. So, what, so the answer becomes secondary. Meaning if you're going to answer me or not, that's nice if you do. But what's much more important is who did I become while I saw myself in a state of prayer? Va'et chanan is weird lashon. It means... I became a prayer. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling us. He's like, look, most important thing for me was to come to Eretz Yisrael. But you know what became more important to me? To be davuk in Hashem, to be to cling and cleave to God while I was praying. And that is a gift, and that is a parting message that Moshe Rabbeinu opens up this Vayet Chanan with all the things he's telling us to do. I feel like he's telling us, become prayers. You, you, you know, Rabbi Shlomo, if I had to uh, also put a highlight on what was the greatest prayer that I ever experienced, there's really no doubt. I was, uh, it was like 95 or 96, and it was when Baruch Nachshon Vaxman, not Baruch Nachshon, Nachshon Vaxman was kidnapped and, and was held in, uh, he was held by the, by the Hamas, wherever it was, and, and we, 50,000 people packed into the hotel and there was never ever such a prayer it was it was the it was the whole nation was uplifted i recall it so so clearly i was there for that and then finally what happened was friday night i was in a haredi neighborhood of town and there's a secular television station in romema and the haredim are talking to the tv people by friday night in romema totally ultra orthodox place we knew exactly what happened that there was an effort to rescue him, and there was a failed effort, yeah. and that he was killed, and that a commander of the uh, the the the, uh, 
So your McCall team was also killed. It was near for us, right? It was yeah. it was like a bad deal. Yeah. It was like the whole thing yeah. was like it, it was like it went down bad. It didn't go right. And then uh, 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 Nachshon father spoke, and he said something that that will forever at, at the funeral. And I think also the nation heard this also. He said a few years ago I had cancer and I prayed to God and God said yes. And then when my son was kidnapped, I prayed to God again and He said and He answered me, but He just said no. But it wasn't that he didn't answer me. He he's there. He just said no. Wow. And that was a a very pow- powerful thing. So I think that's the, what you're saying yeah. right now is the relationship is more than getting what you want out of it. Much. All right. There is one one uh, phrase in the end of Rishon, which is one that you get to hear a lot, which is We say it all the time when they call up. People like yourself, the Kohanim, right? Right, right? So tell me a little bit about this phrase. We say, we say Kohen Krav. By the way, we say Kohen Krav, uh, Kohen come closer. Right. But I say Kohen Krav, a right? A warrior Kohen, <laughs> nice. right? Kohen Krav. Very nice. Kohen okay. Krav, yeah, That's right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I like that Kohen Krav, like Mashiach, Mashiach, Melchama, Kohen Krav. Very nice. Okay, and then, and then the Kohen goes up uh, to, to, for the Torah learning. And then we, uh, what do they say? And then, right, we say, do it for me. How does it sound? Right? And then we sing. I want to hear it in the song. Oh, oh the nigun of it? Yes. There's a lot of nigun for the way we say it over here. Uh, how would I, oh, wow, you're catching uh, me. I'm just going to say my name. Sure, so sure. I get called up every day. <laughs> Kohen Krav, Yamon, Shalom Ben Avshalom HaKohen, Baruch Shalom Tawam HaYisrael Gdushato, Vatamat Vekim Ba'ashem Anokechem, Chaim Kuchem Hayom. I always like that one, and I like to sing it loud, and I go to shul sometimes where they don't say that loud. Right. They go, Vatamat Vekim Ba'ashem Chaim Kuchem. Chaim Kuchem Hayom, you're alive today. Yeah, what does this phrase mean exactly? But you, th- those of you that are, it's very connect- connected yeah. to what we just said. Vatamat Vekim Ba'ashem, you want to feel alive? You want to feel chayim kulchem ayom? You want to feel like you're alive today? Those that don't, don't just have this parv relationship with God, dvekut, devek, glue. 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 Glue is a siman of life with Hashem. Not spectator sports. You're on the mark. You're on the floor. Right. Okay. That was Rishon. Okay. Shani is about... Prep for the Ten Commandments. Right. Okay, it's the preparation for the Ten Commandments. And that's another thing about Verchanan. It's so packed. It's a little bit like Parshat Bereshit, a little overpacked. It's like a, it's like a New York deli sandwich, you know, overstuffed. So right. you, you, need, you need four meals to finish it. <laughs> as if you need four weeks for Verchanan. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, there was, a, there was a time where the Torah portion was read over. Th- the, the, the whole Torah uh-huh. was read in three years. Right. I was like, I get it. Okay, so he, so Moshe Rabbeinu is preparing us to receive the Ten Commandments, and he says, you know, you saw, and I and I meditated on this the other day. You saw it was the middle of the night. You saw a flaming mountain. It was like Burning Man. Okay, Lahavdil. <laughs> all right, it was like you were you you saw this incredible sight of God revealing Himself uh, on Mount Sinai. I took you out of Egypt to to to, to have this to stand at this uh, at this momentous occasion, right? Um, and the, 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 the thing that I like first that I want to talk about is Elkanah. God is a jealous God. Hmm. Here it is. Ki Hashem lokecha esh ochla. God Almighty, Hashem your, Hashem your Lord, is a devouring flame 
Elkanah, jealous God. What is that? I always got stuck with that one. I always felt that that's one that Mashiach will have to come and to reveal to us. Because, Why is that? Because today you say the word Kanai, and you're always scared that you're sounding so politically incorrect. Yeah, it depends which circles you're in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I forget what station I'm on right that's now. Right. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, what is, what is Kanai? Kanai means, what does it mean to be zealot? Like, what's, a ze- what's zealotry? Kanaut lishma is that uh, you could say I'm I'm a fanatic with love. I was on Al Jazeera one time. They're like Ishai. Fla- they were talking about the Temple Mount. Ishai Flash, are you such a fanatic? I'm like, well, I fanatically love Jerusalem. <laughs> exactly. I told them straight out. I'm like, I'm like, yes, I'm a, I love Jerusalem. So plug that into here, right? Plug that into here. El Kana, God is fanatically in love with His people, and that's why He's giving us what He's giving us, right? But what does that mean? Esh Ochla. Uh, a, a devouring flame. What does that mean to you? Uh, I always go back to the Snabu air when with that one. God reveals his messages through fire. It's got to be burning like coals. The way God first reveals the message that Moshe is going to be the leader of the people, it's through a Snabu air. It was through the burning bush. There's always an element of fire when Hashem wants to bring down something that's like, you know, chazak like coal, burning coals. Right. And, and I was just at your fabulous uh, Echa reading here in town. And, uh, and, and this was maybe the, the year that I heard Eicha the best, physically and spiritually. It was fabulous. And, and uh, one of the things that I read is, is that there was an Esh B'Tzion. There was, mm-hmm. it, Zion was kind of burnt down in fire. But we say, as it was burnt down in fire, so you shall build it in fire. <laughs> like Esh O'chla is not just like, it means God, what God is saying is, I mean it. I'm fired up. I am fired up. up. I am fired up about this stuff, right? It's true. And 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 they say in Chabad, for example, that 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 the Nile, the reason to turn to blood was to teach you: don't have cold water running through your veins. Have hot Fire. blood. Be passionate. Be turned on Very to good. Israel, Judaism, God. Like be 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 like. Absolutely, Rabbi Nachman Breslov says. A few weeks ago, we say about in the parsha of Matot Masay, we say Kol Davar Asher Yavo Baish Ta'aviru Baish. Which basically, that had to do with koshering, with koshering utensils that were taken in captivity after a war was fought against Midian. But Rabbi, Rabbi Menachman says something amazing. He's saying, Remember when you sinned? It was, there was some passion and fire, right? The only tshuva, the way you could do tshuva over that is, You can't just say, I'm going to stop doing that and have a cold relationship with what you did. Same kind of fire you used to sin. Same kind of fear you used to repent. That's a big Torah. That is a big Torah. You got you got to go whole hog. You got to go nuts. Legamre. Right, and Legamre. and that, that's cleansing, and and it just and it also it's also strengthening like steel. You know, you just got to uh-huh. have hot steel. Look, we were we were exiled with fire. Right. We got to come back to Eretz Yisrael with fire. That's right. One time I was sitting with Rabbi Fass. Uh, of uh, of nefesh benefesh, and I said to him, "We have to be as crazy as the Nazis. They got us on trains." To Auschwitz, we got to be as crazy as them to bring him to Eretz Israel. What did he say? Uh, he didn't love that one. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he chafed no, a little like in his seat. <laughs> and you know, he's, he's yekish, so um, yeah. he's, uh, anyway, he, uh, but he's, he's a great man. He's a great man. And also, by the way, what people don't know about Rabbi Yeshua Fast, the founder of Nefesh Benefesh, is that he's a very serious Talmud Chacham, yeah. a very yeah. serious Torah scholar. People don't know that. Here's another, uh, here's another liturgical phrase. You'll know today, and you'll you'll kind of return to your heart or return with your heart. Ki Hashem hu Elokim, because God is Hashem is God. Bashamai mi Maal, 
in the heavens above, and on the land and below, Ain Ode. Let, can I hear that liturgically, please? Well, the way we sing it, uh, I have a nigun for it, actually. Let's do it. Ain't Ode, what is Ain't Ode? Nothing, there's nothing else besides what we just said right now. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's a lot of cool things to know and this and that. This is what you have to know. Hashem, who Elohim. God okay. is God. Okay, I'll, I'll give a parable. I was Please. just in San Francisco with uh, the Director General of the Jewish Community of Hebron, Uri Karzan. We were out there and we were in a, a lift as opposed to an Uber and he had one of these fancy little uh, machines that you talk to and, and what's the name? It's not Siri. What's it called? Alexa. It's Alexa, yeah. Oh. So he, sa- <laughs> he yeah, says, can't do it. he says, he goes, Alexa, tell me a joke. <laughs> and Alexa said, what did the yoga master tell the hot dog vendor? What? Make me one with everything. <laughs> <laughs> Make me one with everything. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> so, Alexa. Hashem is everything. He's everything. Every single nuclear, every, every, every single molecule that we, that we uh, and every single emotional and thought and everything. God, this is God's world. Right. He created. He's the creator. We are the created. But the way to really internalize Ein Od, Echad, is the beginning of the Pasuk. Viadata Hayom Chasidus is filled with this, with, 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 uh, Commentary on the beginning of this pasuk. Ve'adata hayom. First, you have to have the dot that you know. Vahashevota elavavecha. Bring the knowledge that you have in your mind into your heart. Right. That's the only way you'll be able to grasp ki Hashem hu elokim enod milvado. Take the wisdom of the brain, insert it into the wisdom of the heart, which is a whole. We could talk about that for for, for years and years and years. But there is something called wisdom of the heart, and my friends, I'm sorry. Wisdom of the intellect is, is, is very finite. Wisdom of the intellect is finite. Wisdom of the heart is infinite. Yet you're saying that the mind it must... starts da- here. Right, well, it has to download the... Exactly. But literally, download it into the heart. Download it, right. yeah. You don't upload it from your... You download it right. into the heart. Right. Correct. For but that, sometimes you need to you open gotta have, but, then, but then Jeremy Compel loves to say you have to have a lev shomea. Uh, you have, to have, a, you yeah. have to have a listening heart. You got to hear. You got to hear what your mind knows. Mm. That's what it means. You have to hear what your mind knows. Uh-huh. We think we hear it just because we know it. It's not true. Listen to it. Okay, so then now, now we're on to Shlishi, okay? And Shlishi is about the Are Miklat suddenly. Okay, suddenly it's, it's, uh, it's once again uh, about this issue of the, uh, of the cities, cities of refuge. Rabbi Mike Foyer said to me, 
he said something like, well, I don't know where this fits in today. And I said to him, it fits in today very well, which is the, the car accidents. There's 500 people who are killed a year you know, in car accidents wow. here, here in Israel, and we, we murder one another. Uh, you know, inadvertently, surely, but still, it's because of our tensions and because of our problems. Uh, once again, also, I talked about it last week, the Hermon Mountain is mentioned, and mm. Jewish people in this tar- in Israelis in this time of the month, month of August all head up north to the Golan Heights. Even, even, even these crazy days where... Heading up there is you might might get a uh, but what 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 would they what did they do yesterday these ballistic missiles uh, katushas and rockets and all that yesterday there was a whole uh, but that just means that the simmer will be cheaper that's exactly. all it means that's just that's <laughs> we the like that's what we like right I'm just like oh good this is the time to go perfect <laughs> okay. that's the way we think about it uh, the simmerim uh, are uh, apologize to our simmer holders <laughs> right, in, uh, in the Golan. wait we just have to tell people what simmer means uh, it right. means. Uh, uh, House motels, little no, no uh, villas, little places that you stay at throughout the country. People m- make kind of a living yeah. by by uh, by building. It's a on very Israeli thing, right? America is it? I don't know. Yeah, but we anyway. You you go on many websites. Different different families will have a little house, see a little attached to their house, or a house in a pool or something, and they'll give you breakfast. It's like a motel. It's like a it's like a, a Airbnb type of thing. Okay, so that that's our Amy Club. Let's go to the Ravii. All right, and and here in Ravi, uh, we're now we're actually getting into the Ten Commandments. And one of the things that, that Moshe Rabbeinu says is something that, that is true about Moshe Rabbeinu, he says about the Jewish people. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to God face to face. And yet we're going to be told by Moshe Rabbeinu that we spoke to God face to face. He says, Panim befanim diber Hashem bahar mitocha esh. Face to face, God spoke to you from the mountain, from, uh, on the mountain from the fire. Well, what kind of face is that? Fiery mountain. That's that's his face. How, how does how does that even? The way I always understood that, I'm still grappling with it. But the way I always understood it was that Moshe Rabbeinu, in, in his most utmost humility, is saying to them, "When you were talking to me, I was nothing. Once I spoke to God at the burning bush." I was just a nothing. I was a conduit through which Hashem can talk to you. So when it says you spoke to God face to face, I think what he's saying is when you were talking to me, you were talking through me right back to Hashem and God was speaking to you through me. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that, it's, it's a, it's, uh, it's, it's a it's, one. Okay. No, that's, that's fine. That's, that's good. Um, on the other hand, I think that they, they were speaking to God face to face themselves and, and, and you're, where you're coming from is exactly the next phrase. Just to just to just to strengthen your point, it says Anochio Ahmed Omed Like like Moshe Rabbeinu says, I, right. I, I I I was standing between you and God. The verse beforehand says that you spoke to him face to face, but then it says Kiyaretemipnehesh. You were afraid. You were afraid of the fire. Right. And in fact, we're going to get to it in a second that, it, that indeed the Jewish people asked Moshe Rabbeinu after the second commandment. Stop. Yeah, like, <laughs> no more. We, we can't take it. We need you to be a buffer between us. Right. It's too much to, to, to be holding on to this live wire. It's too right. much. It's too much. And if you think about it, the guy, it's just you don't have the vessel to be able to, to, be a, to be a conduit for that kind of energy flow. We just don't have that ability to, to look at God and not melt down. We it's wish we could. We wish we could. See, but, we but B'nai Israel, after being too close, are exactly. like, we wish we couldn't anymore. Exactly. If you don't mind just giving us a little space so we could be human, because that's what we are. We're created right. beings. And, right. and, and don't over, you know, we, we can't do it. You, Moshe Rabbeinu, you're special. 
you you have that godly face. You 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 are that perfect conduit. Right. We can't we can't do it. Well, we just couldn't we couldn't hold on to it. And I think that's one of the reasons why Moshe Rabbeinu, after that episode, and when we go back in Parshat Shmot. Uh, in a parsha Yitro, when 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 the ten commandments are, are are given, from there on the people are are kind of always like, who, who are you that you're able to talk to us and talk to him? And they can't really they can't really figure him out. Like a lot of people can't figure out leaders. How can you be both so spiritual and yet so human? You know, and so in this world, because they experience what it was like to be him for one second, and they're like, we can't be ourselves. This is Moshe Rabbeinu's greatness, half here, half there, right. at the same time. Right. And that's really true leadership, always. So um, we're not going to talk about all the Ten Commandments, and there are only two times in the Torah that there's a Ten Commandments kind of version. Right. The original, as you said, in Yitro, and here today in Ve'et Hanan. Uh, but there is one thing I do want to talk about, again, in, the, in terms of liturgy, and because I'm with you, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, you're a great teacher, and also you know, you're a famous singer as well. I wanted to ask you to maybe... How should I say this? Uh, we, we have here the one of the liturgical teaching, one of the things that we say about Shabbat, Shabbos, Shabbos, and this is this is how we make kiddush. And I, I wanted to ask you, maybe if you want to read to us the way the way the way you know Jews read it Friday night, or is it Shabbat day? This one? Oh, did I lose the page? No, I'm sorry. No, no, it, right. it, it flew it flew off through with the AC. Sure. No, it's part of it's part of kiddush. Yeah. yeah. We say in Shabbos day we say Vishama Vinisata Shabbat. And then we say Zachorat Yama Shabbat Lakacho Sheshit Vim Tavod Vasita Kumunachtecha. But I I want I wanna oh, hear the way you would do it. Yeah, <laughs> we do it. Yeah. Okay. I have to go back in my That's mind right. to Shabbos okay. mode, which is a very nice thing, don't get me wrong. It's Tuesday, so it's Tuesday. <laughs> Zach, uh, and excuse my Ashkenazi accent. That's, also. No, we love it. Pull out the grape juice. Right. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. That's right. <laughs> Shemaim. Right. Okay, so that was that was awesome. And that is uh what we what we say. That is the that is over here the 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 commandment on Shabbos, on keeping Shabbos. Right. And we and, and just for all my non Jewish listeners here on the show, like we say this bit of the Bible every Shabbat. Every Shabbat. This is our way to be like, look, Mo- Moshe Rabbeinu told us to keep the Sabbath. Right. Here's the here's the commandment to keep the Sabbath, right. and it's just part of our liturgy because we read right from the Bible to honor this thing. We that there it says are in there the Bible. are parents that actually quote another one of these every single day, where they look at their children and they say, honor your parents. It's true, but I actually do tell that to my kids, yeah. and I don't tell it to them, and I say this to them. I don't say this to you because I want you to honor me. That's not it at all. Deep. I say to them. I say to them straight. I go. This is a commandment. I do it for my parents. You have to do it for me, and your children will do it for you. This is just the way that we wow. we continue our chain. I say to them like it's not because I need your covet. I don't, and you don't. You know, it's not because this is what the Torah tells us to do. And so you have to you have to give me you have to speak to me in covet. 
and I have to speak to my mom covered. I show them all the time when uh-huh. my mom is over. I'm like, you see, I'm doing kibbutz avem. You see, That's how important very special. this is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't demand it on a personal level. That's very special. Yeah, I say to them like, this is the way our peoplehood keeps going through this commandment. Very special. Wow. And and of course, I'm gonna try that. I I tell them straight. I say to them straight. I'm like, you're not speaking in a covered fashion, and you have to do it because the Torah tells you to right. do it. And of course, when you when you work in Hebron. Uh, it really a big part of what one of my themes is Kibbut Avem. Like we're here to honor the fathers and the mothers. Wow. That's like that's like one of the, I, I talk to people about that mitzvah. Like today we're honoring the original fathers and mothers, the ones that have a name forever. Sometimes people say, oh, Yisha, you're, you're a shtickle famous. I go, I'm not famous. I work for famous people. <laughs> their, their names are famous. That's the name. That, that those are the big names. Very nice. You know, and but you have to have kibud avem yeah. uh, going all the way back. I really like what you said right now. Is that where you were refer, you know referring to our non-Jewish brothers and sisters listening? Is that wait stop? Sorry, go ahead. What I found to be beautiful with what you said before regarding uh, you know calling out to our Jewish and brothers non-Jewish brothers and sisters, explaining to them this is like. We, we read out of this. This is not something that we, when we go to Bible study, then we remember what was once said. The words out of the Torah play a role in our everyday lives. It, it's, the, this, it's what makes us high. It's what brings the chayim that we're davuk, we're clinging, we're cleaving to what's actually written. And this Shabbos, we get a lo- this part, portion, we get a load of the things that we say all the time. Right. There's a lot, a lot of, of chai. There's a lot of chayut now. Right. A lot of, lot of, lot of vitality. Again, it's because it's in speech form that it makes sense that we repeat it Correct. in speech form. It's, yeah. it's like liturgical and it's... Uh, Rabbi Mike would have a fancy word for this right now. Um, let's go to Hamishi, to the fifth Aliyah of the Torah, of the Torah portion of Hanan, book of Deuteronomy. Um, this is what we were talking about before, that, that Bnei Israel say, Va'ata, now, Lama Namut, why should we die? That this huge fire should should eat us. If we hear any more of God's words, we're going to die. And this this goes back to the Medrash. I've, I talk about this on the show a lot of times. Basically, the first two commandments, the nation of Israel, the two commandments are what? I am Hashem, your God. Don't have any other gods before me. When God spoke that, there was such a nuclear bomb such an explosion. The Gemara says that they were blown back 100 miles and, and they came back to life. They came to the front again, heard the second commandment, got blown away again, and then they said, okay, Moses, the rest you got to tell us. Uh, so there's a few ways to understand that. One is like, wow, as we said before, God's interface is just too, too powerful for mankind. But on the other hand, it's like, I told you the main two commandments. Because even though there's 10 commandments, the first two are what it's all about. And interestingly enough, you could understand there's just one commandment. I am God. Don't have any other gods before me because I'm God. No, I'm God. Know that. But two, do everything as a Jew. We are fanatically commanded to stay away from Avodah Zarah. Don't make your emotions Avodah Zarah. Don't make your desires Avodah Zarah. Don't make the money in your pocket Avodah Zarah or the money that's not in your pocket Avodah Zarah. Don't make somebody dying in Avodah Zarah. I just met a guy who's talking to me about his brother's death and he's so locked into his brother's death from four years ago, it's like he's mentally, um, uh, you know, infatuated. You know, he's, he's, he, cannot, he cannot unlock from that. God says, don't make that in Avodah Zarah. Mm-hmm. Don't make anything in Avodah Zarah. 
uh, I am God. Serve me and 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 clean. And certainly, don't do regular idolatry. Right. Stay away from all that stuff. Uh, but those two commandments—that's the heart and soul of being a Jew. And in just a little bit, we're going to hear also uh, in in the next aliyah, we're going to hear about Shema Israel. That first phrase, Shema Israel, is really a compilation of those two commandments: Hear God, uh, Shema Israel. Hashem, Hashem is our God. Hashem is one. There is one God, yeah. and He is one. There's no other. Right. That's that's the basic formula of of what what it is to be a Jew. Right. Shema Israel, Hashem. Wait, where are we going to jump to Shishi now? Where are we? We're, we're, in, we're in Chamishi, but, okay. but I think we okay. can jump right to Shishi because so, it ties right so in. Go ahead, let's go to Shema. It is. Yeah. Let, let's go right into it. So, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. I once heard I heard two fabulous teachings from uh, I'm sh- someone that I'm sure you've mentioned before on the show, Rabbi Shlomo Karabach. Sure. And Rabbi Shlomo had a. I, I was once really longing. I was in a deep state of longing for just getting. I, a, I just want to say that you're you're one of the people who is teaching the world a lot of Rabbi Shlomo's uh, Torahs, and you've got books, all sets of books on the Torah portion and on Jerusalem. One of my favorite books, of Jerusalem, yeah, which, which are all special. really a translation of a continuation of uh, Rabbi Shlomo Karbach's teachings. teachings. Yeah, yeah. He was known mainly. You know, everyone knows he was a singer, but he was talk about Talmud Chacham. I mean. Uh, worldly, uh, otherworldly, I would say. So he said, "I was, re- I was very. I needed something, you know, like a cash Torah. You know, like you need to pay <laughs> me up. You know." Reb Shlomo said, "You got a cat. You always have to have, like, you always have to have cash in your pocket. You always need a cash Torah to just pull out at any given time and just." He said, "You know what? Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem He said two things. You know what it means? Hero Israel, God is one. God is uh, God is our God. God is one. One is that." We're so big to always, we've become such big Eitzah givers, which means we think the way we could help people is if we always know what to say at the right time and give Eitzahs to give counsel. When really, when someone comes and pours out their heart to you, they're not really waiting for anything. All you got to make sure is that you have good ears. Shema Yisrael. Uh-huh. That's really what it is. Uh-huh. Just learn how to listen. Just learn how to listen. That's a very big one. But the end, Hashem Lakeinu Hashem Echad, he said, you know what? You know what? It means that God is one. It means that God hates imitation. God is one. If we have a commandment to walk in his ways, it means God really isn't interested in anything else than the best version of you. And that's a very deep Torah to, mm. to internalize. Because we always look to people that inspire us to receive from, but... We're supposed to receive from them to become more us, not to become more them. So that tells his interpretations of Shema Yisrael. Make sure you just know how to listen to someone when they're in pain. Hashem Echad, God hates imitation. God hates imitation. And, and to, to go back to what you said before, what does it mean that God hates Avodah Zarah and wants us to stop having Avodah Zarah? Avodah Zarah, according to the Hasidic text, means you're not allowed to perform Avodah Shehi Zarah Lecha. You, you're not supposed to serve God in a foreign way, meaning you have to be close to what you desire. It doesn't mean idolatry. It means foreign. But, you know, but here, here I'll ask you a question because uh, I struggle with this sometimes, which is, um, okay, you, you're, you're in a situation where it's not exactly you, but then you say, okay, let me be more malleable a little bit. Why should I be so much me? 
Why should I have mm. such a such a? Why should I have such a? What do they call it in Chabad? Such a yeshus. Yeshus. Like yeah. why? Why do I need that? I need to kind of maybe I need to a little bit like be more pliable, soft. Okay, so I'm not in my perfect situation. I'm not in my perfect job. I may not even be in my perfect marriage, seemingly. I would right. think or something like that. But okay, God has put me in here, and I have to kind of not be so uptight about what me is, and be like okay. And uh, for example, just uh, from my Zionist head, uh, famously. Uh, uh, in the in the uh, Battle of Tel Chai, uh, you you had their uh, so Trumpeldor that was his name Trumpeldor he he famously said, "I'll be whatever this the the land needs me to be. It needs me to be a carpenter. I'll be a carpenter. It needs me to be a firefighter. I'll be a right. firefighter. Whatever right. it needs. It needs me to be a rabbi. I'll be a rabbi. Whatever it needs from like in a sense he was saying like I'm here to serve you, as opposed to you serving me. So 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 I. I, I'm just at asking you. It. I'm asking you the I question. Hear I hear what you're saying, which is be true to thyself. Be your, serve, serve God in your way with your true song, with your inner song. But in Chabad, they explain that the only way for you to figure out who the real you is is to reach the level that you're talking about. That's the only way to know the real you. When you say, I'm willing to be whatever Hashem wants me to be, that's, the real, that's how you figure out who the real you is. How's that? Because if you're so adamant on thinking that you know who you are, that leaves very little room for discovery of what God wants to show you. That, that's a very boring life. Mm -hmm. I, I already know. This is who I am. I'm close oh, to that's my, like Asav. Like he came out complete. Asui. Right. Asav. Asui. Right. I'm, I'm done. This is the real me. That's not the real you. That's Yeshus. Like you said before, mm -hmm. Yesh. Me. When you, when you take room out of yourself to have God reveal to you what he had in mind when he created you, that's the real you that we're mm. talking about. Okay. All right. So that's, there's a lot of a voter there. Oh boy. <laughs> we 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 you know we we went right to Shishi to Shema, but right before the the verse of Shema is actually one of my favorite Bible verses, Torah verses. It's the best verse, and one of the reasons I like it so much is because it's actually a little bit of a non sequitur. There's something not exactly seemingly seemingly on the face of it, not exactly linguistically correct. Remember, this is God's word here, folks. So I'm, what I'm saying is kind of smile through understanding that there's something written here that's a little bit funny. And it says like this. I love this verse. Vishamata, this is Moshe Rabbeinu talking to the people. Vishamata Israel, You listen, Israel. Vishamata la'asot. And you, you got to keep to do. Asher itavach, it's going to be good for you. Vasher tirbun me'od, you're going to become greatly magnified. Kasher diber Hashem elokei avotech as God has spoken to your forefathers, spoke to you, a land flowing with milk and honey. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying to you people? <laughs> the pasu, come right. on. Do, do, do what, listen, Israel. Do what God says. It's going to be good for you. You're going to become a lot of people. This is what God said to your forefathers. Hello, land of milk and honey. Simple as it is. Right? You don't need any, any parish on that one. That's straight up. <laughs> you love it. It's, it's just, you, you know love it, it. You know what it is? It, it's a, I could feel the exuberance of the language. Wow. I could feel that, that it was like, it's a, you know, kind of like an explosion of emotion. Yeah, it's fair. like, I, I'm telling you all this stuff. Do you understand what I'm saying? This and is what I mean. And he's going to bring you to land of milk and honey. That's what it's all going to happen. Uh. It's all together. It's like the forefathers, land of milk and honey, good for you. God says, get it? It's right. like, I just what I feel from Moshe Rabbeinu, that, that this, is, <laughs> this is a speech. Yeah. And it's sometimes a speech, a rabbi will clap his hand and yell at you or something like that. And you're going to be like, zap. So he's, he, this is my Rabbeinu's. Right. It's like a zap. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's not something for reading. It's something for hearing. That's how I, that's how I feel about Yefe this man. stuff. Tov, okay. So we did Shema Israel. 
There is one more verse that I want to find. Here's a verse which I think that, that you probably like a lot. Et Hashem Elokecha Tira. God, your, Hashem, your God, you should fear. Veoto Tavod, you should serve him. Ubeshmo Teshavah. And in his name, you should swear. swear. What does that mean? <laughs> what, what, why, what does that mean in his name? What, like, what is that? Okay, serve him, fear him. What does that mean in his name, you shall swear? Especially why? since we're not supposed to. Like swear, uh, take a note. What, what, what does Rabbi Artskol actually say over here about that? How, how does he actually translate that word for word? Uh, uh, word for word, he says, uh, uh, Hashem, your God, you shall fear. Him shall you serve. And in his name, you shall swear. Yeah, they did say that. Hmm, puzzling. I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm very confused by it. To me, it's like, to, to me, I just, I, I just, I don't think it's about taking oaths. I think, I think it's like those, those moments I was just reading in the Liao Kitov about Ninth of Av, I was reading about Turkamara and, the, and all these Jews that were tortured to death. And at some point they were like, I'm a Jew. That's what mm. I am. I'm going down all the way. Like, in, I, like I, that's who I am. I'll uh, swear on, on my dying moment. Like, I'm a Jew. That's you know what where I, I am. I connected to that. I don't know if you saw this video on Tisha B'Av about uh, Daniel Pearl. Remember the story, Daniel Pearl? That he was, was a, a journalist. He was a journalist, and he was kidnapped in Afghanistan, I believe. And he was, uh, how do you say, be- beheaded? Beheaded, yeah. yeah. But right before he was beheaded, like the last words he said was, I- I'm a Yid. I'm, I'm a Jew. He said, my mother's Jewish, and I'm a Jew. <laughs> that's powerful. Yeah. Maybe this, so that's, that's when you were saying that. I was like, I just saw that, that, that figure in front of me. What a Kiddush Hashem. What a sanctification in God's name. Like, you're going to kill me, maybe, but I'm, I'm, I'm God's... I'm, I'm alive forever. Right. I'm alive forever. <sighs> Tough. We should be privileged to, to, to reach those levels, not through death, but through life. Amen. Amen. Uh, speaking of that, uh, in this Aliyah, we're in the sixth Aliyah, there's another thing, which is that, that there's going to be finally this um, child. A child arrives on the scene. That child is the Passover child. He's the one that's going to ask you, you're going to get to the land of Israel, you're going to do it all, but then there's going to be some post-Zionism, you know? And, and you're going to be, they're going to be What's born here. What's this about? Right, you're going to be born in, born in Gashetzion, and, 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 you know, <laughs> everything is good, and the, and the house is big, and the barbecue is good. And, and then your kid says, can we pull up the, 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 the albums of, of, you know, when you were growing up in Los Angeles or Miami or New Jersey? Right. Yeah. You left that? Right. And here's the verses. You shall, uh, if your child asks you tomorrow saying, this is in the Bible now, right? This is in the Torah. What are the testimonies and decrees and ordinances that Hashem our God commanded you? Right? Which is the famous, in the, we know this from, again, the liturgy of the wise son in, in the Passover Haggadah. What are, these, what are the laws? What are these? But, but there's another way to read it, which is, what is all this stuff? Right. And then you're going to have to say to him, You tell your son, we were, we, were servant, we were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt. And he goes through the whole thing. Right. And then he, you, God took us out of it to give us this land, which he swore to the forefathers, land, forefathers, land, forefathers all the time. And he told us to, to fulfill these commandments because they're good for us. It's going to be righteousness for us. That we keep all, all these commandments. So, so, so there's going to be this child. Like, like, like there's a moment where Moses is like, okay, I'm not going to be here, but you're going you're to have to do what I'm doing now to your kid. 
I'm doing it to you because you're my kids. But now I'm gonna, you're, I'm passing this on to you. Right. You're gonna have, you're gonna face your little post-Zionist, <laughs> you know, your little troublemaking, uh, rebellious child at right. some point. Right. I think what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them what we said before: learn how to how to hear. What What are your kids really asking? They're asking you, how do I become part of the story? They're not just asking you as a rebel, you know, rebel, why are you doing this? This is stupid. That's, that's my, that, may, that may be what they're saying. But if you have Shema Yisrael, you hear what they're really saying is, how, how do I? It was your story. You did it. You made Aliyah. You jumped on things. But how do I become part of the story? So you start telling them the story from the beginning. And that's what he does. Right. Story again. And here, you're part of the narrative you, as well. You, you tell stories all the time, Shlomo, uh, Rabbi Shlomo. How, how, like, does it ever get hard to tell the story again? You know, uh, great, great question. There was a rabbi in Efrat here, Rabbi Natan Siegel. Did you, ever, did you know him? No. He passed away just a year, a year ago. Very mm. cute, short Hasidic rabbi. And he was at Rebbe in Hamiftar. And he came in one morning, and he said a, story, a Hasidic tale after davening. It was a beautiful Hasidic tale. Then that day he came to Mariv, to the <laughs> evening prayer, and he said the exact same story. Now, we, we thought he was getting old, and, and we, like, we, we all got a little bit embarrassed. We all put our heads down. And, like, and then he says this the following. I'll never forget. He says, I know what you're all thinking. Siegel definitely lost all his marbles this time, right? That's what he said. He said, oh the my truth gosh. is, if you think a story is to be told or heard once, you have no idea what a story is. So when you said that, does it get hard to tell a story uh, twice? Only if I'm like wondering what someone's thinking. But mm. if I'm living the story, it mm. never gets old. You, I'm sure it happens to you all the time. Sure. You have to, come on, with these tours that you lead and talking about everyone the same stories, it's all the time. I, I sometimes have a hard time with that a little bit just because, um, actually because I want to tell it emotionally right. and it's draining sometimes. Right. So do you feel fake when you like... No, 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 no never fake. Just tired. Tired, of, yeah, of, uh, yeah, I hear. No, it's never fake because it's real, because the stories are real. And you stories want, are real, y- You know, um, I think there's a famous Shlomo Kabach story, I'm trying to remember which one, that, and, and that, that he told a story, was it, was it the Holy Miser, and that, and that he was at some Shabbaton, and, uh, or, and he had to tell it over and over again, and... Uh, uh, I, I remember it's in the Red Book that I love so I much. I believe it was Yosla, the Holy Miser. And someone in the crowd was there. Right. And finally, after he told the story three or four times, the guy said, my name is Joe. I'm y- named after I'm Yosla's. Right. Yeah. Oh so you never gosh. know. That, exactly. So you never. And that guy goes on to Jerusalem. He, like, he, he was, no, he was, he was a, a priest. Mo- he was a he priest. Was a monk or a priest. Yeah. yeah. And he, like, when he ran away to Jerusalem and he goes, I'll write you a letter when, when I'm about to get married. Right. Speaking of of telling stories over and over again, uh, that red book, Lamed Vav, the Lamed Vav, yeah, the, that red I book. Love that in book. our house, it's called the Red Book, <laughs> and we have reread that story, those stories out loud, hundreds of times. Yeah. My kids know every story by heart. Oh, it's a beautiful okay, but book. But we just, we, do you have another book? Do you recommend that's like that for kids, for be, children, uh, oh. like 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 stories in of English? Uh, uh, stories of Rebbe In Hebrew, there are a few. Yeah. Yeah. In Hebrew, there are a few. Kol echadu yahalom. Everyone's a diamond. That's a beautiful one. Okay. Very, yeah, it's a beautiful one. There's also a book of his stories in Hebrew called Yachad Kulam Kedusha. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's good stories? Yeah, it's told oh, yeah, 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 great stuff. Because that red book. But, but she won, the one that did it. Uh, uh, her name is Tzlatana. She's from the old city. That book is epic. Right, it's epic. Epic. It's, it's the way it's written also. It's just... Well, she was very close to him as well, so oh she really gosh. got his language. 
Yeah. I tell it the kids. The, the, the kids really learned. My children really learned emuna faith from that book. Yeah, yeah, very deeply. That's so it like had a, had a tremendous mental impact on them. It's so nice yeah, to hear because because it, they because they internalized how to how to how to look at the world and how to. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot it's of it's the language of the neshama. That's yes. music and stories are the language of the neshamot. Yes, of the soul. Yes. Who do you love musically? Also, uh, do you love Shweki? Or not? Uh, he's a he's a very special yid. He does a lot of mitzvahs. He does right. a lot of holy stuff. I grew up on Avram Freed. Sure, I did, and and it's part of my uh, you know. We saw Avram Freed play on the Mount of Olives on the top. It was a windy night on the top of the Mount of Olives. It was one of the highest concerts we've ever been at, and and wow. supposedly he told Ashi, our mutual friend, afterwards that this was one of his really? highest con- concerts. It was really? incredible. Now check this out. This is a great story. This happened. We're sitting. We got some front row seats there. We were just loving it. And and there was another there was a child so so he sings he sings but eshuva mayim ami chai this seven year old kid right next to me goes but eshuva mayim Avram Fried said is standing about I don't know forty fifty yards away goes stops the concert goes he points the finger at the kid he goes. Come down here. Really? Kid comes down. He goes up. He comes stage. up on stage. And he goes and he goes and he goes, Who's your favorite musician? He's like the kid goes, <laughs> He goes <laughs> He goes he goes he goes he goes uh Ben Kamata. He goes, Ayali Yomoled He says, I had a birthday. He's like Mazatov. And he goes and he just goes and Avram Free goes, But Eshuva Mayim and the kid goes, Am Yisrael Chai. The kid had perfect pitch, wow. and Avram Freed was able to pick him out wow. from a crowd. That's, that's it was huge. amazing. It was like it, it, it's on video. Actually, we found it oh, afterwards. Wow. It was it was, and my kids were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it was like the kid. The, the kid was perfect. Avram Freed was able to pick him out. It was Very awesome. Special. It was awesome. Okay, let's finish off. Uh, I've taken up a lot of your time. I want to thank you so much, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, my for being honor. with me today. Uh, and you have wonderful books. Um, I have wonderful friends. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> I have wonderful friends. And, and uh, please check out your other show here at the Land of Israel Network, which is called Soul of Israel. And also all of your stuff, your daily shirim uh, and concerts and many things that you put up. And you put up so much content. So anybody who's hungry for content could just go to soundcloud.com forward slash, forward slash Shlomo Katz. Okay, just the way you think it's spelled S-H-L-O-M-O-K-A-T-Z. And thanks for keeping that easy. Really, I really appreciate that. Shlomo <laughs> Katz, I really appreciate that. Um, and wonderful CDs as well. Also, my children love it. Uh, so we play that in the car, and that's fun. It, r- it reminds me of the famous story of, um, of, uh, of Dudu Fisher. Dudu Fisher was once in Hungary, and some kid, and Shul and Shabbos, and some kid kept looking at him, and then the minute, Shlom, uh, the minute Dudu, Dudu Fisher would look at him, he would turn away. So then, so then, at the end of Shul, uh, Dudu Fisher came up to the kid's father. He's like, what's with the kid? And they asked the kid, and the kid says, Dad said I can't watch Dudu Fisher on Shabbos. Okay? Because <laughs> <So, laughs> Dudu Fisher's famous with the CDs. Same thing with you. Oh, it's like great. you listen to the CD, and then you come from Shabbos to the Shul, and the kids are like, wait, are we allowed to? <laughs> that's great. Okay. Oh, that's cute. Let's just do one last verse, yeah. because I think it's very important, and that is right at the end of Vedchanan, we're in the Shvi of Vedchanan, it says like this, check out, count with me how many different names there are for Am Yisrael. Ki am kadosh atal Hashem lokecha, for you are a holy nation to Hashem your God. Becha bachar Hashem lokecha, liot lo le'am zgula, 
he wanted you to for him to he he chose you to be what is the word amzgula a an, an enable nation a mm. special nation what does that mean mikol hamim asher al from all the nations that are on the face of the earth he chose you to be a special nation don't fight it sorry that's your lot you're a special nation you got a job to do you got you're a special force by the way when you're in special forces in the army do you think you're the whole army? Even if you're in the best unit in the army, are you the whole army? The army doesn't live on one unit. Uh-huh. There's a beautiful world out there. The Jewish people, you got a special, you know, recon mission. Do it. Right. Do your thing. Don't right. don't don't like shy away from that. Right now, there's a lot of people in on the hard left in America, including like Jewish Voices for Peace, who are very against the nation state law because they're like, "Whoa, Israel is a Jewish state. I thought it was just a democratic state. I don't want to be different. I don't want a special Jewish state." Hey, buddy, own it. We're a Jewish people, and our friend here in uh, in uh, there's a, in the Daniel. There's a very famous intellectual international lawyer. His name is Eugene Kantorovich. He just published an article in the Wall Street Journal. It was called "Get Over It." Israel is Jewish. Oh, I gotta say, that's that. the article. Wow. Get over it. Israel's Jewish, or Israel's a Jewish state. You know. Wow. So, so let's just the last thing. Let's just uh, ask you about Amskula. Let me ask you a question. What's your favorite ice cream <coughs> flavor? Strawberry. Why? Don't know. Ah, Zgula. Right. We, we, we can't figure out why this was, cho- this is the Indian. That's, that's my, my favorite parish of, God, why are we God's chosen people? We didn't choose it. We did not choose it. This is Hashem's favorite ice cream flavor. Why? Ask him. But why can't, can we explain what, what's favored by us? It just is. And the more we try to dissect it, you know what happens? It stops being our favorite. These are not things that are supposed to be de- deciphered by the brain. You, it's a truth that's accepted. You try to fight it, it, stop, it, it does stop, stop being special to you. So I'll just take God's word for saying, like, this is what it is. You're a from all of the nations. Why? It just is. Sometimes MS just needs to be pashut, simple. I guess that goes back to Shema Yisrael, which is listen, also listen to God. People Just say, listen. I have an expression about that. People say, from your mouth to God's ears. And I'm like, how about from his mouth to our ears? Ah, nice. From his mouth nice. to our ears, right? That's how about that? I, I like that. that. I like that one more. Right, like Shema Yisrael, like what you're saying now, which is like, okay. Just uh, listen. Just listen. I feel like the more you're saying this now, if we would just take Parsha Advaitran and listen to it, just listen to the Parsha. Wow, the alignment. The alignment with the greater picture. Become so much more refined. Yes. That's right. Yes, I, I really I agree with you, and I recommend to people to either certainly be in shul and on Shabbat and hear it, or listen to it on YouTube. I always type in Torah portion reading, and I, every week I listen to it through. Oh, really? you know, yeah, I love it. I, there's wonderful readers on yeah. on on yeah. Uh, at YouTube. I, I type it in Hebrew. I write I listen to it. That's one of the ways I prepare for the show. Uh, and I just like listening to it, uh, oh, and, and I think I recommend it to people, especially in these Torah portions. You know, just or or another way to do it, just for Jews and Gentiles, read it out loud at the table. Yeah, just read it straight. Let the kids just hear it straight. Yeah. And when I say the kids, I mean us. Well, that's <laughs> right. Of course. Exactly. I didn't think any, I didn't think right. any otherwise. <laughs> okay, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, I want to thank you again. I thank want to wish you, you a happy uh, Shabbat Ve'etchanan, happy Shabbat uh, Nachamu, oh, Shabbos yeah. Nachamu. You know what? Those, those Shabbos Nachamu in the mountains, 
Those were special times. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were they were beautiful. I'm not. I don't know if I miss it, but they were beautiful. They were beautiful. But you know, what? hey, if any of those listeners that are listening this this week, I have a great show this Saturday night in the Jerusalem Theater with uh, one of my favorite musicians here in Israel. His name is Daniel Zamir. Danny. I Zamir. know Daniel. He has that that Hatikva. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, I, I we interviewed him once. Danny's at the, great. The Voice of Israel. Yeah. Danny's great. So we're yeah. gonna be performing at the Jerusalem Theater this Saturday night. What a gig! Shabbos Nachmon Eretz Yisrael. That's. That's high. Yeah, special. Tickets are still on sale? It's crazy. The, the, the city, the municipality is subsidizing it, so it's only 20 shekel a ticket. It's a huge haul, but it's 20 shekel a ticket. Go online, get the info, get the tickets. It's going to be a blast. Is that on TikTok? Where can you get where can you get uh, the tickets? That sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay. Jerusalem Theater, Jerusalem Cats, Daniel, Daniel, Zamir. Daniel Zamir. That sounds like a great show in Shabbos Nachamu in the land of yeah. Israel. And it's also uh, really Tuba'av, the celebration of, of love, that love is between the Jewish people and Hashem. It's the love between us and, and Hashem's Torah. It's the love between us and the land of Israel. It's the love between us and our spouses that, that make beautiful children, uh, the love of generations. Yeah. We should be plugged into it. That's right. Plugged into the love. That's the center of the Jewish world. It's the heart of the Jewish world, says Rabbi Klatsko. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Okay, folks, you are listening to the Land of Israel Network. Thank you so much for being with us. I love you, and, and we love to hear from you. So sh- share the love by writing an email, yishai at thelandofisrael.com, yishai at thelandofisrael.com. Rabbi Shlomo, what's your email here at the network? Uh, Shlomo at landofisrael.com. Simple enough, Shlomo at landofisrael.com. Share that love of, of Torah, of God, of the Land of Israel at the table. Relate it, broadcast it, keep it going, donate to the network, check out yishaifleischer.com. A lot of stuff going on there. I really appreciate your help. Write me an email, yishaifleischer.com, and, and, and show the love. Send me a picture of your love. If you love your dog, if you love your house, if you love your car, if you love the flag of Israel that you have somewhere, share it, connect to it. Like, 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 like don't, don't, don't just give the love a little bit. Give, give the love a little bit. Rabbi Shlomo Katz, thank you so much for sharing the love. God bless you, folks. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected, and Shabbat Shalom. Torah thoughts and inspiration from the heartland of Israel. Tune in every week to the Soul of Israel with Rabbi Shlomo Katz on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Shalom, everybody, and welcome back to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Netanya. That's right, uh, Malkas and Mines favorite vacation spot we are here in Netanya and in the room next door are the sleeping children so you will hear Malka Fleischer join me now relatively quietly and that's because uh, we can't wake them up or else our whole vacation is going to be ruined just for the sake of broadcasting to you but still we love you so much that we wanted to say a few words from beautiful Netanya and Netanya is uh, an amazing place on the Mediterranean on the shore there's a lot of French folks here. There's a lot of Russian folks here. It is a beach town, at least in this part, like a touristic kind of beach town. Uh, there are fabulous kosher Mahadran restaurants. There's great synagogues for Al- of Algerian and French Jews and all kinds of you know, folks from the Mediterranean basin who have made Aliyah and feel themselves comfortable in this town. And I want to bring to the show Malka Fleischer. Malka, thank you so much for joining me on vacation and on the Yishai Fleischer Show here on the Land of Israel Network. Ishai, I'm scared of waking up the children because everyone knows that on vacation, if you wake up the children, it ruins everything. We shan't let that happen, Malka. Don't worry. We won't let. We won't. They, and they're thoroughly tired from beach day and also from 
the evening event, which is all kinds of music and fire and, and all kinds of exciting stuff that happened here at uh, Kikar Ha'atzma'ut, which is the independent square here in beautiful Netanya. There was all kinds of event tonight, music. It was like summer happenings, and we uh, scheduled our time here at the beach in Netanya, and we didn't know that uh, uh, there was going to be all this, this this great stuff at the uh, at the square here. But we really got to see all kinds of cool stuff and fire shows. And the best show, in my opinion, bar none, was the super exciting um, musical interlude brought to us by one of Netanya's sister cities, which is St. Petersburg, happens to be where my family's from. And they did an awesome job not only promoting beautiful Russian music, but also Russia and, of course, President Vladimir Putin showing videos of jets, tanks, and beautiful places. It was the funniest, most, like, pro-Russia thing I've ever seen in a long time. And it was just, it was just cool. And the kids were like, why are, you, why are you, like, into this, you know? And I was like, well, because I'm partially from Russia. But anyway, it was, it was, it was really fun. So along with uh, beach mornings and days, uh, good food in the afternoons, and great music at night, it's really been, uh, I think the kids are, are, are fast asleep. Yeah, okay, fine. But it's still, you know, you can appreciate my my natural inherent parent fear. But anyway, we've been having a really nice time, of you, as you mentioned, Dishai, here in Netanya. Um, we love to come to Kikar Atzmut. There's many hotels here, and it is it is a touristy area, meaning to say, like, there are tons of people who come, not just from outside of Israel, but also from all over the country because there's, you know, affordable uh, hotels and there's also good food and it's and it's just very nice and I don't even want to tell you what hotel we're in because I'm scared other people are going to book rooms here and then I will be full when I want to come here but anyway the point is that I'm not telling you and the other point is that is that um, there's lots to do go if you ever want to come to Netanya and go to uh, to walk on a beautiful boardwalk so uh, just Google uh, Kikar Ha'atzma'ut Independence Square in Italian, you'll find just a slew of great uh, hotels to stay at. And it's, uh, you know, it's beautiful. It's good air. It's a little schwitzy, though, you know what I mean? You got the humidity, and it's very hot here in Israel. Uh, right now, we're in the middle of, like, a mini heat wave, um, which is funny because, Ishai, you and I always joke when we look at the weather. Um, you know, sometimes you Google the weather, like, so I'll, you know, we, we live in Judea, right? And we live in Efrat. So sometimes I'll type in weather Efrat into Google and and see what it is. And in the wintertime, so sometimes it looks a little bit cloudy with some raindrops coming down. Sometimes it looks a little bit sunny with some clouds around it. Sometimes it looks like a big yellow ball, which is just a sunny day. But in the summer in Israel, when you type in I don't know, weather Natanya, right? It's like yellow ball, yellow ball, yellow ball, yellow ball, yellow ball, yellow ball. Just all for the next 10 days, yellow ball. And it's going to be yellow ball every day. So it's definitely yellow ball. We're in yellow ball season all the way. And we're in the middle of a heat wave. So it was a really good day to be in the ocean. Um, and lots of Am Yisrael went out to the ocean today. Uh, lots of Am Yisrael, Ishai, even went out to hang out at the Kinneret, which is a, a mini sea that we have here in a landlocked little sea inside here, Israel. And some people, Yishai, had rather terrifying experience at the Kinneret. Earlier today, um, people at the Kinneret basically <laughs> saw two rockets from Syria fall into the water. It was a question mark for a while because 
a lot of people reported seeing this and and people were other people reported seeing people like fleeing out of the water and then police were called of course and they searched for for like three hours and they were like we can't find anything we don't we don't see any evidence of a rocket but everyone's like no we saw rockets we saw smoke we saw explosions like all this stuff and eventually they did find some metal parts that seemed to concur with this sighting of rockets um right now the information is that the rockets came from isis and that the rockets weren't actually being pointed at israel but were part of what's this kind of like post-war warfare that's going on in syria i don't know how that works but apparently the war is over but it's still going on go figure that one out anyway there's still a lot of rockets going on and in the golan People are still going to the shelters, and we have family ourselves who up until today were were in the Golan, and they're like running back and forth to the shelters. Um, but it looks like everyone's okay. There's no injuries. There were some injuries, though, today, Yishai, on the uh, Gaza border. Um, an IDF soldier was shot by Palestinians from across the fence, Gazans from across the fence. And then Israel went in and smashed seven Hamas targets. Um, Israel also shot down, big news is that Israel shot down a Syrian warplane yesterday. I thought that was massive news. I was surprised to wake up today and like go eat gelato the day after we took down a Syrian airplane. And apparently the IDF had tried to contact the pilot and he... I'm assuming it's a he made it two kilometers into Israel, which is far enough, really, for a an enemy state to fly a plane before Israel um, shot him down. And Israel shot him down. And apparently he landed back in Syria. I don't know exactly how that. No, is. I think one was killed. One was killed. But but he that body was was mm-hmm. recovered, not inside Israel. Right. So I don't understand how that works either. Um, Quite an ejector. Seat. Yeah, I guess a whoosh you. Anyway. <laughs> So so that's the story. But um, it's, you know, summertime in Israel is all, always has stuff. A lot of Israel's wars have happened during the summertime, particularly Gaza wars have happened during the summertime. I'm not sure why that is. I think uh, te- get, terrorists get hate the winter. No, terrorists yeah, are just like, they're just like, gonna, uh, if you're going to like, I'm go going down, to commit suicide. I'm going to die. But but, but I, I'm not, I don't want to be cold. Do it like, yeah, yeah, it's nippy out for yeah. that. You know what I mean? You know what else? I just want to say, and we don't have a lot of time because we're on vacation and we don't want to spend the talking with you. I mean to say, (laughs) (laughs) but one of the one of the little pleasures of vacation is a little thing I like to call television, okay, or televisor. And uh, and we were we were uh, in bed here watching television. No, we don't like to watch junkie TV. No, we hate junkie TV. But you also want to watch a little TV. No, no, we we, we 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 try to find. We don't now. It's important to know that we don't have regular television at home, and so we don't uh, have cable. We, we no cable. We don't have TV. We Maka. don't have TV. Really. We don't have any we TV. Have com- we, you know, you can look stuff up on the computer. We do that. Yeah, we see videos, whatever it is. But but there's no regular television, so it's it's been great watching TV, especially Israeli TV. And I love Israeli TV, and I'm always arguing with my wife that we should have more Israeli yes, TV. because there, I don't want my children seeing some of the things that are on Israeli TV because it's very hard to control on the second to second. Sometimes you'll see people doing very inappropriate things all of a sudden, like. Yeah, it is. And then it, you can't protect the kids from that. And I, you know, the kids are still little, and then one day they'll be big, and they'll want to turn on the TV on their own, and they're going to see stuff that is ich, 
And, you know, I grew up in a secular lifestyle. When you see the, seeing these kinds of things. Inappropriate in a, things. What I would call today inappropriate uh, was normal, right? But I don't want that to be their normal. I try very hard and I've sacrificed a lot so that that will not be their normal. That is what I'm saying, Ishai. No TV in the house. Uh, thank you, sweetie, and and thank you for that. That was a message brought to you by the uh, people of Hungary and, uh, and what do you mean, good the, 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 the good Jews and and the students here. of the Chatam Sofer. Let, let's go, let's keep going. You mean good Jewish women who protect their kids from Absolutely. garbage and trash? Absolutely. You don't want to line up with that party. I, I not only do I want to line up, I want to marry into that party. Okay, <laughs> so so it's all good, and I'm and I'm 100 supportive, 110, darling. <laughs> Uh, but but anyway, back to uh, our story. It's just last night we were flipping through the channels, given that we're uh, here in Netanya, and we actually the Lord sent us a, a, a great blessing, and that was we saw a film about a rapper, uh, a, a black American rapper who became an ultra orthodox Jew. Now his name is Nisim. What was his name originally? I don't know. I don't but anyway, awesome story about this guy who is this like for, I mean. If you the the first initial look at this guy, you're like this. The first thing you know, he's a convert because that is not regular Jewish stock. We have black Jews. Sure, we have many black Jews, and they are just as Jewish as it as white Jews or any other color Jews. Right. But they, because they're from Ethiopia, they look like Ethiopians, Ethiopians and Ethiopians have a certain look, right. generally speaking. This guy does not look like an Ethiopian. No, he looks like he looks like an American. But but and what's what's uh, so cool though is that we got to see him in his total Hasidic garb go back to the hood where he's from and talk to people. And then afterwards, they interviewed them. He lives in Jerusalem today. He lives to, in Jerusalem today. He lives in Jerusalem. And he went back he to Nisim, and he likes to do like Jewish religious rap. rap. Like, in English. Yo, the Lord is one, and he's so awesome. Like that. Like no, I, that, was that was good. Did yeah. you just come up with that? Yeah, yeah. You could be a rapper. Yeah. What would we, what would we call you? Uh, uh, Trans Jordan. Uh, Baghdaddy. <laughs> Baghdaddy. your names. This is your chance. Yeah, I want to be Baghdaddy. What's up? <laughs> you know, I'm from Baghdad. All right. You're so not. Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, That's a good name. Yeah, well, my forefather Abraham is from Baghdad, around anyway. Anyway, I got a lot of great rapper names, except I will never be a rapper. <laughs> Maybe uh, if you want to. Uh, you can do anything. Uh, thanks, thanks, babe. Thanks. I appreciate that. I think the, the kids will also be very excited about that. In any case, what I want to say is that we watched the show about Nisim, and he was he was so awesome. And as I said, he went back kind of to the hood where he's he from. He went to visit his family. He went to visit his family. His family was having like a family get-together. Yeah. And he's like, I haven't been back in like eight years. He's totally transformed his life. Yeah. Uh, now, now the people, his family and friends, they looked at him. I thought rather suspiciously, or well, he or looks. I mean, he I looks mean, on the face, right? Unless he's you're got a person who's used he's got to that giant kind of side locks, okay, and he's, and he's got wearing one of these like black flat hats. He's wearing a long capata, which is like a big black long suit coat kind of thing, and black pants. And he looks like an Orthodox Jew, except he's. Like their cousin that they grew up with and played b-ball with and became a rapper, and now he's like, you know, ten times more Jewish than Malka Fleischer, and they're right. just like, what is this guy? Yeah, but it turns out when they interviewed them that they were also moved by him and 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 slightly jealous 
that he had transformed his life, also stepped out of the ghetto and, and, and kind of broken free of that, but, right. also, but, but also, also living a life with such purpose. And, 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 and thanking God. There was one lady who was like, he keeps thanking God. That's so beautiful because we believe in God, she said. And I really thought, I, I think I said to you, like people believe in God. People do believe in God, and they're moved by, by a Jewish person when a Jewish person says, you know, I love God, I thank God for everything, I see God in my life. And we saw God in our life, that he gave us a chance to watch that quality television and to see this, this transformation of a person to come closer to God. And it was, a, it was an Israeli-produced show, and it was very, very loving. I don't think you guys appreciate loving. the miracle of this TV, because we've been flipping through. There's like 22 channels here. And every single one of them is either something about Trump or the Tour de France or some it's Russian. Something in Russian. Right. There's like five Russian channels. There's like three French channels. There's like two Spanish channels. There's like double Fox News. No, there's one CNN, one Fox. And then there's like 1.5 Israeli. St- oh, one kid station. Yeah. And then like one and a half Hebrew stations. And the Hebrew station at midnight when we were finally laying down to watch some TV was playing an English movie about this guy from America who converted to Judaism. It was amazing. Any case, folks, that's about it. A little report from uh, from, uh, the Mediterranean. Wait, Uh, I have to tell everyone what I'm doing tomorrow, though. I have a plan. Now, listen, this is important. We're in Netanya. Ishai mentioned before that Netanya is like it basically put on a whole St. Petersburg show. You heard about that part, okay? The second part that you didn't hear about is that there's a lot of French restaurants around here and French bakeries. Okay, this is the extension of the Riviera. People do not know this, but this is the French Riviera in Israel. A lot of French people live here. They love they love this kind of area. They love the seaside uh, here in, in Israel. So they make Aliyah or they buy some property here and they are here. They are French. Right. So what they brought with them was pastries. I have a plan that, see, tonight I had two choices. I could either have mint chocolate chip ice cream, which I love, my favorite kind of ice cream. Or I could go in the morning to a French bakery and buy myself a giant fat Napoleon. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. That's my whole vacation goal for tomorrow is to buy a Napoleon. I can only really concentrate on whether it should just be straight up vanilla or whether I should go vanilla with a strawberry topping. I think it's very appropriate since Napoleon himself did try to take uh, Akko not so far away from here. I, th- I think he was rebuffed there. But in any case, that was close by, and you wanted today eat Napoleon. And Napoleon famously also wanted to reconstitute the Sanhedrin. So all that comes together with Nisim the rapper. Wow. And the kids are sleeping, and, and, and we're on vacation. And we want to bless everybody out there to uh, to to come and connect with this land. Remember this Mediterranean here is called the Yamagadol, the great ocean. It's not a great ocean. Why does the Torah call it a great ocean? And Rashi says it's because it touches the land of Israel. And this is what I've told you many times, listeners listeners to my show, that vacationing in Israel is the greatest of the great because you really get to enjoy your, your, you, 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 are, you can fully love it. This is not enjoying Acapulco or Florida or, or Iceland. It's really the homeland, the holy land, and to see other aspects of it, to connect to Jewish culture here, to connect to this land, to connect to godliness in this land, and to the Yamagadol, the Great Sea, uh, is, uh, is just a, a fabulous opportunity. And I hope that you get an opportunity to vacation in Israel. Write me. Uh, hashtag vacation in Israel with your tales, with your pictures, with with your uh, loves 
of, uh, of lovely times uh, vacationing here in the land of Israel. I'm also happy to accept recommendations on French pastry choices. So please feel free to bring, send those in. All right, folks, you are listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show. Maka Fleischer, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much. Happy vacation All right, to everyone. That's right. Happy vacation. Happy summer. God bless you wherever you are. Stay tuned. Stay strong and stay connected. God bless you. And shalom. We are faced with a huge challenge here. I'm worried about the rift and the split. This is Gil Hoffman, host of Inside Israel Today, here on the Land of Israel Network, on thelandofisrael.com. I interviewed the next chairman of the Jewish Agency and current opposition leader of Israel, Isaac Herzog. But I preferred doing it because of the enormous challenges facing the Jewish people and my feeling that I have a unique opportunity to leave my mark when it comes to the well-being of the Jewish people. Tune in to Inside Israel today on the Land of Israel Network, on thelandofisrael.com, to hear this interview and many exciting interviews.